Blue face, baby. Yeah, I. Bust down, Tatiana. Yeah, I. I wanna see you bust down. Bust down, Tatiana. Bust down, Tatiana. I wanna see you bust down, pick it up, not break that shit down, break it down, speed it up, then slow that shit down on the gas, slow it down, bust it, bust down, bust it, bust it, bust down on the gas, bust down, Tatiana, bust down, Tatiana. I wanna see you bust down, pick it up, not break that shit down, break it down, speed it up, not slow that shit down on the gas, slow it down, and this is Sadcast episode 33. I am Sadwater. That was just a song that was played. I have no guest today, and this will probably be a quick sad cast. Um, it's just my gut feeling. I honestly have no idea. Sometimes I'll ramble, and then it's really long, but really good, because I'm always giving good information. I don't need to give, give you a reason why. You, sh- you already know why. This is episode 33. I've been doing this for 33 weeks. That's almost uh, as long as a baby. It takes a baby to be born. I actually don't know. I, 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 I know nine months. So I just, uh, what is nine? 33 divided by nine. I, I don't know. Or four, four weeks. I need a math, I need a math person over here. Um, but right now it's just me. There's no guest. And I have questions here. Um, I think one of them is about the Oscars last night. So, yeah, I'm recording this on a Monday. I always record these on Tuesdays, but um, I'm busy tomorrow. So get off my back, okay? Uh, let me let me just live my life. Hey, I'm at, at least I'm doing this, right? Um, wait, and then there was something else. Oh, yeah, um, I was just doing a, an hour-long live stream, and uh, there was some really good interactions there so if you're listening to this and you don't watch the live streams i suggest maybe watch those um i start i i'm now bringing people on so it's not just me rambling uh which is always fun but that's what you're getting here so on the live streams i bring people on um and then and then yeah so i'm doing those like two or three times a week right now uh i definitely have one of those before i record the podcast which is usually tuesday nights um yeah and then also um for those of you that only watch the live stream which is uh none of you here because you're obviously listening to this now and I don't have the live stream going uh listen to the sad casts those are good which um isn't relevant in here because this is the sad cast and you're already listening to it so uh that was just a waste of everyone's time um oh yeah there was a question I wanted to answer last week but I kind of ran out and uh, last week, the episode was really good. It was my friend Jonathan Younger. He's a movie producer. Uh, and we rambled for an hour. You should go listen to that. Very good. Episode 32. Uh, but this question is from last week, and I wanted to answer it, so I didn't delete it. Uh, is Sadwater Instagram offensive as a topic? Uh, everything's offensive to people who want to be offended by something. Uh, I think it's fine to be offended by things if you keep it to yourself. But if you feel the need to tell someone you're offended by something, you're lame. You uh, don't know how to argue. You don't know how to debate. You you can't express yourself really in any meaningful way as to why something bothers you. Typically, when something bothers someone, they don't make it uh, so dramatic by saying they are offended. 
they will say, hey, I don't like this because blah, 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 and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And someone can be like, oh, okay, that's actually interesting. But when someone lazily will say, I'm offended by that, you have no, there is nothing else to it. And you think that that is a viable response or answer to anything, but it's not. So like I said, anything can be offensive to anyone. Um, sometimes with Sadwater, I will post things that push people's buttons on purpose because I know uh, it will get a rise out of people. But, you know, that's kind of the point. I'm calling people out on the fact that being offended by something is not doesn't make you special, doesn't make you right, um, doesn't mean anything in general. And I think it's funny, and I think a lot of people find it funny too. I think the best, the best posts I make um, maybe aren't the funniest, but uh, the the most, what's it called, um, entertaining posts are the ones that people will get to engage with those types of offended people in the comments. So, for instance, the last polar bear died last week. Not the funniest post I've posted, but if you go into the comments of that one, it's really funny. Um, people really took offense to that for I have no idea why. Um and uh yeah that's fun i can see how it's fun to engage in the comments um there you know i've i've posted sometimes things that i thought were smart and funny and li- had layers to it that i you know pe- people probably understood but weren't popular because there wasn't much to talk about after it's like if someone says a good joke and then you you're in the audience and you you laugh and then that's it but if someone says an offensive joke, and I'm putting air quotes around that, people will laugh, but then also half the people will gasp. And then maybe if someone filmed that uh, secretly and then threw it up online after, people will engage and have a debate and, and complain about why it's offensive and so on. That is probably the, the, the most enjoyable thing for a comedian. Not because of the attention, but because maybe they made people think Maybe they started a debate. A lot of the times, uh, the best comedians are actually just philosophers. Uh, look at George Carlin. He's dead now. But go look at his stuff. People's work lives on f- live, live on forever on the internet. Very good stuff. Sadwater will always live on. I won't. Next question. Were the Oscars good? I uh, know who asked this question. He's a friend of mine, Jason. And uh, I actually watched it last night i don't know why maybe because i'm i'm one of those curmudgeon old people who uh was just looking out to see if they said anything anti-american or uh anything uh that made them feel empowered and smart and witty or whatever (laughs) i i think it's i i hate award shows i think that they're boring uh it's weird when celebrities really rich celebrities who have everything feel the need to pat themselves on the back and then give themselves awards i get it i get why it exists it makes money it it helps movies make money um for instance if a movie wins best picture more people will then go see that movie because they'll give it a chance and then that movie can make an extra 50 or 100 million dollars in the box office i get it i get it all and i'm not against making money but when celebrities use these things as a platform to push their agendas for whatever they deem good and uh, <laughs> virtuous, then that's kind of where I have a problem. 
I have a problem with celebrities saying certain things and then alienating half of the country because they're they're trying to push their agenda. Um, it's fine if you're not an entertainer and you're trying to you know run for office or uh, you know work in a charity or something. I I get that, but when your main bread and butter in your income is to put out put out entertainment and movies how are you going to expect half the country to want to go pay for uh your movie and want to go see it if you're telling half the country how evil they are that's another thing i respect other people's political opinions it would be weird if we all thought the same things i i i wouldn't hold someone's political views against them as a human being as a person that's really weird but it seems to me like these that's what these award shows have turned into because these people are so smart they've figured out how to be famous which they forgot that it's like winning the lottery um there's a lot of people who are out there working hard and will never be famous and will never be in a movie or be in anything um so you know no no this is how they think of themselves they think that they're very smart very very smart way smarter than you are way smarter than i am and because they're smart and because they're virtuous and because they care they can go up on stage and then tell millions of people that they are deplorable <laughs> or they are bad and uh and uh they need to be listened to that's kind of what i have a problem with uh, back to the question: Were the Oscars good? Meh. <laughs> uh, well, one of the things that stood out to me was when Spike Lee won um, best screenplay. I don't know if it was original or, or uh, um, what's it, based on a existing work or something, but whatever. Spike Lee and three other writers won for Black Klansman. I saw that movie. I hated it. Uh, be- that's besides the point. Whatever. He got an award. Finally, finally, Spike Lee got an award. He was the fourth credited writer out of four. There were three people credited as writing that movie ahead of him, which means that he didn't have as much input into the script as those three other people did. But, you know, because he's famous and because he's the only black one, which means uh, that in the age of of skin color mattering and oppression Olympics and all that, that he gets to speak right? Which is fine. I get it. He's more famous. People know him. They don't know the other writers. Fine. Whatever. He goes, gives a speech. He then just reads off a piece of paper. And I suggest you go find this on YouTube or something, but it's, it's, it's gibberish. It's pure gibberish. He's not really saying anything in this speech. All, all I know is that it was very political, but it was, it was, he was all over the place. He took up the whole time. Not one of the other writers were able to think anyone. I thought that was really funny. And then on top of that, because Black Klansman didn't win Best Picture um, or Best Director, which would have been Spike Lee, uh, he then goes on to complain in the press conference after. While holding an Oscar, he won. He won an Oscar for something. He then went on to complain uh, about not winning Best Picture or Best Director. Find that on YouTube also. Um, it's it's disgusting when there's people like that when it, they're sore winners. He won something, so get over it. Um, they, these people live on another planet. I mean, they are so detached. It's like it's like uber famous politicians. They're so detached from everyday America, um, everyday American lives that uh, 
the things that they complain about and will try to push on us is is hilarious and scary at the same time. Next question, legal age of voting should be lowered because it's their future. I heavily, heavily disagree. Um, I can't, you know, you know, I kind of like that the the age of getting tattoos is 18. You know what? Maybe it should be higher. And I have tattoos. The reason is, is because imagine you're 18, right? Or if you are 18, imagine you are you. And then, um, and then you get a tattoo because you so, so love the Nike logo, right? You, you, you are in love or Sadwater. You get the Sadwater logo and you, you love Sadwater as a brand. You identify with, with what Sadwater is saying and what the goal of Sadwater is, right? Uh, and then your brain fully develops 10 years later and you're like, what the hell did I just get 10 years ago? Why do I have this thing tattooed on me? I'm not equating getting a tattoo to voting, but you don't know anything when you're 18. You don't know anything when you're 21. You don't know anything when you're 22. I mean, the drinking age being 21, I guess it's fine. Um, But I was not a responsible drinker when I was 21. I know that. And I don't think most 21-year-olds are. But that's besides the point. Um, the, The voting age should stay where it is. Wait, did the guy ask if it was... Oh, lower. Yeah. Um... I think fewer people should be allowed to vote. I think you need to, every time you vote, before you vote, uh, I think that people need to register to vote every time. And then they should take a, a citizenship test without having without being allowed to have their phones on them while they do it. And every election, you're supposed to take a citizenship test and know about our government and how it works and our history, at least a little bit. Um I'd love it if fewer people voted. I think that this thing, this notion that you have to exercise your right to vote, people died for you to uh, to exercise your right to vote. Um, that's a yes and no. Uh, it, it, before social media, you didn't have people virtue signaling all over online about every single topic, having an opinion about every single thing that that is spoken about that day. I mean, that's that's a weird thing if you think about it. You're supposed to have an opinion every single day about everything that is happening every single day. What is your opinion on the crisis in Haiti? What is your opinion on uh, the Israeli-Palestine conflict? What is your opinion? You're, I don't know. How about that? You're not supposed to know everything, right? But because this day and age, it's uh, you're supposed to um, kind of put your nose in everything because of social media— and you're, every day you're supposed to express yourself and tell everyone how you feel about this and this and this. It, it becomes like we're all trying, we're competing each other for attention about uh, sociological, sociological and political and 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 um, geopolitical uh, and climate change and all these things and and, and conflicts. And it, it's insane. It used to be that the people who voted were genuinely interested in politics. It wasn't the it it wasn't this thing where everyone had to be involved, and 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 also for you forget the fact that you vote every day with your dollar. Where you spend your money, how you spend your money is the the most the your biggest vote. If you buy this brand over that brand, you just voted every day. Uh, companies go under every year. Because people voted with their dollar. And I think that's how you get most change. You don't get most change through government. You get most misery through government. Next question. How to get a famous rapper to notice you on texts? Don't. 
that's my only answer to that. Don't. Um, it's weird when people comment on celebrity celebrities' Instagrams, and there's and th- they comment something, and there's ten thousand other comments. That person's never gonna see your comments. Y- you just you just wrote something and threw it into the wind. And the same with hot girls. Like I get it. I get looking at pictures of hot girls on Instagram. I totally get it. Um, but the level of insanity is when dudes will write. Oh my God, uh, OMG, so hot. And then emoji face, sticking tongue out. Uh, I love you, um, something, something. <laughs> and go, go, go find a hot girl's Instagram, like a famous person, and then look at the comments. And it's mostly thirsty dudes. And it's like, yo, that person is never, ever going to notice you. And, 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 and not only that, like if you think that you're going to win that lottery, I mean, first of all, that person's probably miserable, but that's besides the point. If you think you're going to win that lottery of, if only I commented in the right moment, she would have seen it and then been curious enough to click on my profile and didn't care that I follow a thousand hot girls and 49 people follow me. Um, and I live in Scranton, Pennsylvania or whatever. Uh, and she would pluck me out of obscurity and be my girlfriend and then would take me on the take me on a private plane to the Bahamas. I don't know what people like. This is the this is the, the crazy thing is that people put that sort of false reality in their head, and then will will we'll think that they have a shot at that girl if only they have comment they would have commented on time. So back to this question: How to to get a famous rapper to notice you on texts? I feel like what you meant is in the comment section. Either way, don't. It's a waste of time. Um, they're no more special than you are and, uh, don't be thirsty, sadwater.com. How can I not be a disappointment to my mom? Do I just fake it till I make it and be a blah, blah, blah. Cause it cuts out. I think people don't realize that when you answer the question thing on, uh, Instagram it, in the story, it, it, it has a, you, you can't type like paragraphs. Of things you can only type like one or two sentences um how do i how can i not be a disappointment to my mom i don't know i'm sure she's not asking for so much so just do the little she's asking you to do um and then if she's asking for unreasonable things just be like hey mom i can't do that because blah blah blah, i don't know just you know build an argument properly (laughs) put your case in bullet points clearly next question is there a god um my simple answer to that is if infinity is real then yes (laughs) if infinite possibilities are real then yes if the universe is never ending then yes because maybe the definition of god is infinity and if infinity is infinity then yes god is infinity is there a god in the sense of how we describe god in religions maybe not um, if infinity is real, then, mo- uh, then yeah, then I would say no, <laughs> but then yes, maybe in some alternate realities, there is a Jesus. I have no idea. You know what I don't like is when people are so certain, like there is no God or there is a God. I- I'm more, I'm more along the lines of, I don't know, but probably. And, uh, just be a be a useful person, I guess. I don't even I don't even 
I used to say like be a good person. I think most people are decent, meaning they're good and bad. Because we have a lot of negative and positive human traits. So you're going to be bad. You're going to be good. So just be a useful person. <laughs> be a helpful person. Contribute to society. Um, what you shouldn't do is say uh, you for sure know that there is no God. And not on, on top of that, don't ever fall into the mindset of nothing matters. Uh, because once you're nihilistic and once you buy into nihilism... There is really no coming back. Then nothing matters. Then having a family doesn't matter. Then inventing something doesn't matter. Then, um, you know, being there for someone in your life doesn't... Nothing matters. So if nothing matters, then what's the point? Um, it's a bleak way to look at reality. Because you can experience reality in many different ways. So... Um, I, I tend to think that people who are more nihilistic and atheist and secular, meaning, you know, not attached to religion at all and uh, don't care about family and don't care about community or anything like that, those people tend to be miserable people. And, uh, and those, are, those are the kind of scary people to watch out for. Oh, God. Have you ever used Facetune? No, and I had a sad fact about Facetune. Let me read it for you. I posted it yesterday. Wait, let me reload that. Let me read this. Facetune is the top paid app because the customers know they are ugly and know everyone else is gullible. That Go, go back to that hot girl on Instagram that you're commenting on her pictures. She's probably not even that hot. Um, for instance, I've met, <laughs> I've met girls that have millions of followers. Um, one comes to mind. So let me just talk about her. Um, I'm not going to say her name, but one of the dumbest people I've ever met, very tragic person. Uh, cause she was again, one of those offended complainers. She was offended by everything and she was oppressed by her own offendednesses. <laughs> she was oppressed by the things that offended her and um i she was a miserable person i uh don't think i would be able to ever i i I hung out with her that night this is like two years ago because we have a mutual friend and we were all at some the same event so i was just i didn't want to be alone at this event so i hung around them and she was one of the people she was friends of my friend and um miserable person there was one time, one moment for her Instagram where she was taking selfies. Um, and she just, the different poses she made to get the perfect selfie and the duck lips she was doing and all that. It was just, it's funny seeing the behind the scenes of the picture that they post on Instagram. Because I get it. When you're scrolling through on Instagram, it can be very impressive. Um, you see all the thirsty people, you see uh, all the likes, and you see the heavily face tuned picture. And the filtered picture and all that. And you're like, man, really pretty girl. Uh, I hope she'll notice me. And then you see this happening in real life. And you're like, man, I need to get away from this person. This person's absolutely insane and uh, miserable and annoying and stupid. Uh, next question. Milk before or after the cereal? The cereal always goes first. Okay, guys, come on. Only insane person, uh, people, 
put, uh, put the, the milk in the bowl before the cereal. How the hell are you supposed to know how much milk you need? And then, and then you put the milk, and it's too much, and then you put the cereal, and then there's no room for the cereal. This is crazy, people, okay? Maybe um, before liking anyone, you should ask them that question. Or asking someone out. Ask them that question first. Actually, that's a good way to ask someone out. If you ask that question, because they don't know that's where you're going with it, and then it's sneaky. So they, you can be like, hey, I have a question for you. And it's not like, hey, do you want to go out with me? I like you, or whatever. You go, hey, I have a question. Uh, do you pour the milk before the cereal or vice versa? And then that's your opening. And then they go, well, this is how I do it. And then you go, oh, wow, me too. Do you want to go have cereal and milk together? <laughs> we do it the same way. That's good. You got to write that down. You got to do that. Uh, where did sad water come from? I answer this every week. I'll answer it again. Um, sad water comes from my brain. I came up with the name before the concept for the Instagram. And then I... Uh, it, it stems from my frustration of corporate culture. Don't be confused with capitalism. I like capitalism. I like making money. Uh, I like consumerism. I think it's kind of fine on a certain level. Don't make it your whole life, but, you know, I think it's fine. Uh, but my frustration came, came from corporate culture. I hate when people look to corporations uh, to to learn about what is good and what is bad. When when you have Nike put out an ad with Colin Kaepernick and, and say, stand up for what you believe or whatever it was, um, and then you really believe that campaign, but forget the fact that Nike has sweatshops and child slavery and all that, you know, I, I think there are better places to get um, to, 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 to get your information. And, and it shouldn't come from slogans from Nike or Gillette or Apple or uh, any of these big companies except Sadwater. Go buy stuff, sadwater.com. This is what the podcast... The podcast is brought to you by Sadwater, sadwater.com. The dot-commiest. Uh, next question, death. Um, oh, actually, next question, will you adopt me? No. Quick answer, absolutely not. You're not a child. Uh, you've already been ruined by your parents. I can't, in, I can't put my own uh, ideologies in you. You're not a sponge anymore. You won't listen to me. I'm not adopting you. Next question, death. I get why people are afraid of death. Um, I can tell you that people who are afraid of death are typically people who die alone. And I'm, I'm, let's, let's just focus on old people because death is, is tragic when it's young people. Um, and that's all we need to say about that. But let's go just when you're old, right? There's two types of old people. There's the old person that never had kids and that's alone in a home because no one could take care of them. Or is it, there's the old person who had a bunch of kids and at least one of them loves them enough to take care of them and uh, is by their bedside, by their deathbed, by, by next to them while they're dying. And they've lived a whole long, big life. Um, so when you have all these cool kids today and all these feminists and whatever today say... Uh, I don't need kids. I don't know. I don't know how to do an imitation of that. <laughs> For a second I tried to do an imitation of them. But they um they are against having families, they're against uh traditional values, they're against all these things. And then they, you know, thirty years, forty years pass and then oops, they feel like having a family but they can't anymore and they're past their expiration date and then they just grow old alone. You compare that old person to the old person who did the opposite. 
And I'll tell you that the person who did the opposite, the person that had the family, had the kids, had grandkids and great grandkids and whatever, that person is very at peace with dying and very okay with it because they are continuing through their children. The person dying alone is a very scared, very old, <laughs> very miserable uh, person. So uh, that's what I have to say about death. Do you like K-pop? No, because it's like anime. It's not good. Next question. Does my dad love me? No. Very simple answer. No. If you have to ask, then no, he doesn't. Go in his approval. Go join the football team. If you're a girl, join the girls' football team. If you're uh, um, trans, then stop being that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> or am I? Uh, is virginity cool? Uh... Yeah, I think it's fine, um, but when you're, let's just say when you're going to college, maybe not so much so cool anymore, unless you're really religious and you're like, I'm saving myself for blah, blah, blah. But I can tell you that um, being a virgin as a girl and being a virgin as a guy, totally different things. I think that, and I'm going to be a little sexist here, but I think that guys definitely need to go and do it as many times as possible before they get married. Not because they need to have fun and whatever, maybe that a little bit, but because they need to understand how to do it. <laughs> You're going to be very bad at sex for the first three to five years. You're going to be very bad. You're not going to, and all girls are different. Whatever worked on one girl is not going to work on the other girl. You're, you're just going to be all over the place. You, you have no idea what you're doing and just know that you don't know what you're doing. Um, with girls, uh, there's a Harvard study. You have to go find it. But basically, girls that have more than 10 partners before marriage um, are not happy. <laughs> and uh, all th this is one of my problems with the feminist movement is they – it used to be about women's rights and all that. But now it's – if guys do it, we can do it. But they forget the fact that guy men and women are different. Uh, guys' brains are wired differently than women. Women tend to – um, become attached to whoever they sleep with. And yes, there's always, you're going to always hear stories like, no, that's not true. My friend, blah, 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 isn't like that. Fine, that's anecdotal evidence. But I'm talking about, I'm generalizing here. For the most part, girls, when they have sex with someone, it's a, it's a bigger deal to them than it is to the guys. And it's not because of society. It's just because that's how their brains are wired. That's how they express love. It's by making love. That's why it's called making love. But guys, we call it just having sex or we, there's a lot of other not-so-nice terms. But I'll just stick with having sex because, really, for us, it's more of a sport. <laughs> with, for us, it's, it's, uh, we gain attachment through trust and through, uh, uh, you know, months of being with someone. Unless you're an insecure dude who feels like they, the way to, to build something with someone is to immediately get them and keep them locked in and don't really care about getting to know them. Just know that you have them. That's not the way to go. Um, for guys, they need to get to know someone for a really long time. Um, and they don't express their, that whole thing by having sex. Um, that's why we can handle, <laughs> this is going to come off so sexist, this whole part, but that's why we can handle one night stands a little bit better. Um, very sad. Oh, where was I? 
Let me go back to my questions. Uh, why is the government and religion working together? They're not. The government is actually in competition with religion. Uh, the government wants to replace religion. If you, uh, and the proof is, if you look at communist dictatorships, the first thing, besides guns, the first thing they get rid of, and besides freedom of, freedom of speech, is religion. Because religion is in direct competition with government. The only difference is government is not a choice. Religion is a choice. Um, and uh, that's why I think government is a lot more dangerous than religion. Religion can't force money away from your bank account. Religion can't freeze your bank account. Uh, government can. And um, the government has the guns. So they're not working together. That question is wrong. Have you ever watched The Sopranos? If so, uh, what are your thoughts? And if you haven't, why? Uh, I haven't. I've never seen The Sopranos because there's too many TV shows. There's too many things. Why do you write in caps? Because I like how it looks and it gets your attention. And then you ask me, why do you write in caps? Next question, pollution, or I guess topic. Uh, pollution used to be a big problem in this country, uh, but now it's climate change. And what I mean by that is, first of all, I'm one of those denier types. Um, I'm one of those, and when I say denier, I don't think humans really have much of an impact on that. But pollution used to be the problem. Meaning, I mean, if you look at Los Angeles, you know, 40 years ago, it was a big problem and we solved it. Or if you look at what the EPA was made for, which was the pollution and also the pollution of water and streams and rivers and all that, uh, that was a problem and we fixed it. And um, also the, you know, just trash on the street and whatever, people are more conscious about that. So pollution and littering and all that used to be the main focus, and now it's not. I mean, really, the, the, the most liberal places in the United States, like the big cities, New York, L.A., uh, whatever, <laughs> San Francisco, um, are the dirtiest places because it, the, the main concern used to be pol uh, pollution and littering and all that. That has gone out the window. We have such a bigger problem com uh, in, in their eyes with, with climate change that we, we can't even focus on uh, littering and all that. I mean, the dirtiest places tend to be the most liberal, which is kind of hypocritical. Uh, and I don't want to get into climate change, and it's, it's fine if you believe it's a problem. Uh, I think as, as much as it should be fine that I don't believe it's a problem, that's not to say that there isn't climate change. The climate is always changing. I don't think it's man-made. Uh, I think it's kind of laughable when we when we think we know everything like that. One major volcanic eruption puts more uh, CO2 in the atmosphere than humans have ever put into the atmosphere. Um, and the world continues to be functional. But that's besides the point. Go look at a hurricane when a hurricane's in the Atlantic. And then uh, go look at the projections for the next eight days where that hurricane's going and the cone is huge. You know why? Because there's a hundred different computer computer models and they're all contradicting each other. If we can't predict the next eight days of weather properly, how the hell are you going to believe people who say they can predict the next 12 years? It's absolutely insane. And also, not all 97 or 98 scientists, 98% of scientists believe in climate change. Uh, that, that's That's false. 
if you look at first of all who gets the grants meaning who gets the government money to do these studies it's typically people who already believe in that um and humans are biased that we're naturally biased uh so this is this is i mean you keep getting doomsday predictions from people every 10 years you have a new one because it was wrong i don't believe it but that's not to say i'm against uh um you know i'm 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 pro pollution or littering or any of that. I'm not. And of course I think that there needs to be better uh more efficient fuel and and all that. So it's weird kind of it's really weird how this has become such a political question. And not only that. I mean, if <laughs> if you look at the sanctions meaning the things we don't allow other countries to do like third world countries countries in china i mean china sorry uh countries in africa and all that we put sanctions on them uh which means we don't let them develop out of we don't let them use their own resources to um pull themselves out of being a third third world country and we don't let them advance because uh in the name of global warming or climate change or whatever we're not letting these countries advance and then we kind of ask ourselves, wait, why do these people need clean water? Why don't they have clean water? Why can't they grow food? Why can't they do any of it? Oh, it's because we don't let them because of climate change. But the biggest polluters in the world aren't, it's not the United States. It's, uh, it's not England. It's not Germany. It's not uh, any of those countries. You know who it is? It's India and China. You know how people say that there's a plastic, uh, 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 the whole thing of plastic in the ocean that's as big as Texas? I don't know if that's actually true, but they say that. Uh, that's 97% or 99% from China and India, not from the United States. So when Los Angeles bans plastic bags and plastic straws, just know that uh, it's you're not helping anything. Next question. Transgender people as a topic. I think I spoke about this. Um, I think it, that's all fine and dandy. People should be allowed to express themselves and be who they want to be and whatever uh don't bring kids into it when people say trans kids lives matter uh i take um, i have a big problem with that uh kids don't know anything my little brother when he was a kid he thought he was batman uh, and he wasn't it turns out he wasn't uh he also thought he was the tasmanian devil and he thought he was captain hook uh not true he never was those things kids shouldn't be thinking about anything sexual until they're ready uh, when you have, and I again, I think I spoke about this last week, but when you have a 10-year-old drag queen and he's stripping um, and no one frowns on that, no one thinks that that's, that's a bad thing, then we have a major problem. So I think it's fine for people to be trans and whatever. Don't bring kids into it. Next question. Can, can someone really love slash appreciate an artist's artwork if they themselves hate the artist? Is this about me? Do you hate me? <laughs> um, I think so. I I mean, I I can watch a movie and not really care about the person's politics. Maybe it will pop in once in a while. But if the movie's good, I'll like it. I I don't know. I guess it depends on the person. Also, the word hate is uh weird in there. Topic: police racially profiling. Well, um. I don't need to go into this pretty deeply because I, although I can um if you look at who cops are I think this would be a problem 
if only white people were allowed to be cops. <laughs> but most cops I've seen, at least in L.A., are um, Hispanic or black. So um, if they're racial profiling out there uh, against their own people, are, are they racist? No, it's I think it's cops aren't dumb. They know the stats. They know they know who commits the most crimes. They know who to watch out for. If you see a white, clean cut person. I mean, I th- I don't think the cop would be afraid of that person as much as they would be if they were in a bad neighborhood and the person was black or Hispanic or whatever, and it's not because they are racist. I think it's because they just know st- statistically who will, who's more likely to commit the crime. Is it the white kid on Hollywood Boulevard, or is it the black kid or Hispanic kid in, um, you know, not-so-good areas? Uh, and to be honest, those cops probably come from those neighborhoods, too. I mean, they, they're not dumb. They know, you know, cops aren't typically rich people. <laughs> um, and you know, the cops I've seen, it's pretty diverse. So I don't really think it's a problem. But hey, tell me if I'm wrong. It's totally fine. Uh, When will Sadwater be running through all our faucets? In my notes, I just put yes. So I guess that's the answer. Next question. It's not Tuesday. Podcasts are on Tuesdays. You can't do this to your autistic followers. I'm sorry, autistic follower, but uh, I'm really busy tomorrow. My parents are coming into town. And my brother's getting married this weekend, and I have a hockey game tomorrow night. I usually have hockey on Monday nights, so I just switch both of them. Next question. Topic. Me. Please. No. Next question. The sexualization of children. Hey, I just went over that uh, when I was talking about the trans thing before, so there you go. I answered it. Next question. Are you dating Katy Perry? Uh, I think you're asking this because of the thing that was in my story when... Uh, I screenshotted Katy Perry saying sad water is very sad or something. She said, what did she say? She said it was, uh, I forgot what she, um, damn it. I forgot, forgot what she said, whatever. No, um, I know her. I think she's getting married to Orlando Bloom actually. So damn it. I lost my chance. Uh, but I know her from something else and she follows my personal account so when i posted about sadwater she trolled me and commented on my post about sadwater making fun of it what did she say this is a sad she didn't say sad but something like that um last question men build the roads true or false true all every construction site i've ever seen or every worker on the street i've ever seen uh has been a man. I've never seen a woman on a construction site or fixing the roads or anything like that. And you know what? We need to stand together and uh, all all the feminists need to come stand with me and picket. And um, we need to, we need to stomp the patriarchy from building all the roads and buildings. We need to stop them from building everything and the phones <laughs> Ah, God. Oh, my God. This 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 podcast was a little bit political, huh? Didn't mean for that to happen. But also, uh, let me talk about that for a second, and then the podcast is done. Whatever political opinion I may have, or it seems like I have, just know that it doesn't matter, because you also have an opinion. And your opinion, whether you agree with me or not, 
will trump my own opinion because it's your brain. <laughs> Unless I heavily influence you, which I doubt it. But um, I think with regards to anyone's political opinion or beliefs, even religion or anything, really, uh, it shouldn't threaten you. And those things will only threaten you if you're not very confident in whatever you believe in yourself. So I think I think that's really good a good way to look at it. The only time you'll see people threatened by other people's beliefs is if they don't deep down believe their beliefs, if they're not even convinced by their own beliefs, uh, by themselves. Like if if those things need to stand on their own in their mind, and if they don't, that just means that uh, they're projecting. When they're offended or threatened or anything like that, they're projecting because they haven't done their homework. On that note, do your homework. And thank you for listening to Sadcast episode 33. I am Sadwater. Hopefully next week I'll have a guest. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. I have no idea. Here's a song. I love you. Bye. Bye.